This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Babbel and by Honey. All of our cherished institutions are under attack. Chess, fishing, Irish dance, <laughs> poker, mm -hmm. and now the most cherished institution of all, Fat Bear Week. It seems we just simply can't have anything nice. Fat Bear Week is, of course, you know this, but it's yeah. the annual fall tournament held by Alaska's Katmai National Park to determine which of its roughly 2,200 brown bears has fattened itself up the most in preparation for winter hibernation. Mm -hmm. And since these are wild and highly dangerous bears, the competitors can't actually be weighed, but they are very stealthily tracked and photographed so that online voters can see before and after photos and make an honest judgment call about which bear has truly bulked up the most. Honest being the key word here. So we found the most judgmental people on earth, posters online, and we let them decide how fat this bear was. It's good that they're redirecting this anger towards something that doesn't realize you're making fun of it. So yeah, it is that's good. good. Uh, anyways, for years, Fat Bear Week has gone off without even a hint of foul play. Voters choose, to the best of their subjective abilities, the fattest bear, whether it was bear number 480, the four-time champion Otis, or bear number 409, the two-time champ Bednose, or bear number 435, 2019's winner Holly, or 2020's winner, bear number 747, who requires no nickname. Because he's named after a jumbo jet. Yes. Uh, all four of these previous champs appeared in this year's competition, but unlike in previous years, this year's Fat Bear Week competition was plagued by voter fraud. It's those absentee ballots, I'm telling you. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to launch many campaigns, spend millions of dollars, and host marathon 48-hour streams counting these bear votes. We need to call up those cyber ninjas. That's true. Arizona, you've been called up. Uh, here's NPR. Fat Bear Week was rocked by scandal over the weekend after organizers in Alaska uncovered voting irregularities that were meant to skew the results of a pivotal semifinal. A new champion was crowned on Tuesday, ending the 2022 competition. In Tuesday's final round, the enormous 747 <laughs> withstood a challenge from 901, a young upstart female whom the park describes as both exploratory and occasionally mischievous. When people say BBW, this is what they mean. Uh, 747 is the largest bear on the Brooks River in Katmai National Park, and he overcame 901's insurgent push to repeat his 2020 title. This year's competition also saw a cheating drama. Fat Bear Week scandal, the National Park <laughs> announced via Twitter, showing itself to be a model of democratic transparency. The park says its virtual ballot box was stuffed in Sunday's contest between 747 and the blonde-eared Holly. Poll workers seem to have caught the fake votes in timely fashion, lending legitimacy to 747's victory. They reported seeing a late glut of suspicious votes going Holly's way. Hmm. So it turned out that very late in the semifinals, Hillary, sorry, Holly. Holly. Madam Fat Bear, almost president. Yeah. Uh, Holly suddenly got 9,000 votes in a very short period of time. In the middle of the night? Was this in the middle of the night? Tell me it, it was. It could have been. Yeah, and that would have resulted in her narrowly defeating uh, Bear 747, if not for the vigilance, the dedicated uh, volunteers the who selflessly... Line, the last line of defense. Exactly. The poll workers, yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for them and their vigilance, this could have been another stolen election. Yeah. 7.47 went on to defeat 9.01 in the finals and receive his second championship. And when the organizers looked over the voting patterns from other matchups in this year's competition, they thankfully did not uncover any other evidence of spam voting. Uh, Mike Lindell was halfway there. They called. They said, no thanks. 
He said, he said, it's fine. I'm hung up at the Canadian border anyway. They won't let me in. They said my passport's been turned off. This is bullshit. I told you they were real. Uh, Anyway, so this was a very weird incident, of course. Um, Just one small aberration in an otherwise... A lot of Holly fans out there. Airtight competition. Uh, But it was weird, especially considering that this is a competition to crown this year's fattest bear in a specific national park. And not something that affects anyone in any way. (laughs) This is like the the least uh, controversial thing Ever. It's probably those Russians. It's literally a contest. so discord. It's it's a contest where people can can judge things based exactly on how they look and get away with it. Yeah, it's the one time a year where you, the fatter something is, the better it is. Yes. Now that bear's going to look great come spring. Look at that fat bear. I bet he's going to have a comfy hibernation. Uh, it no is, bad dreams. It is funny because just through the natural process, it, it appears as though the people judging these bears has given them an eating disorder because of the process of hibernation and then reacclimating in the spring. Like they come out of the cave and the judges are like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Did I affect you mentally? Uh, actually, the bears have no idea about any of this. <laughs> yeah, because they're bears. Yeah. But it doesn't uh, affect the bears in any way either. They're completely oblivious to any of this. Fat Bear Week's founder even told BuzzFeed News, the bears don't get anything from Fat Bear Week at all. They don't know what's going on. This is an imaginary and virtual competition. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I dealing with voter fraud? No, no, no. I don't think you understand. This is completely made up. This is just some bullshit we do for fun. Like one day a staffer had, you know, was a little bit of a busybody and came up with the whole thing. Yeah. And this is eerily reminiscent of, uh, it was either last year or the year before, um, the uh, bird of the year. Yeah. In, in New Zealand. Yeah, that was another they had, controversy. They had a huge voter fraud problem. Yeah, because they were like trying to get bats to win, right? Um, no, they added a bat as a contestant. A lot of people, that was controversial. But yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people were pushing for one specific bird to win. And it was very strange. People just want to belong to something, whether that is uh, wild, violent conspiracy theories or online communities that push animals to the forefront of contests. I mean, people do develop um sometimes unhealthy bonds with animals who um usually couldn't give less of a shit about them but in this case don't know they exist yeah it happens yeah well this like is that damn giraffe that wouldn't give birth we had a, a somewhat parasocial relationship with that giraffe true that that is true but this is also a great example of like the parasocial relationships that people have with millionaires and billionaires they don't they don't even know that you're out here fighting for them that's true yeah <laughs> Getting obsessed over this bear is really no different than getting obsessed for Elon Musk. Yes. Anything that happens to Elon Musk, pretty much guaranteed not affecting you. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, someone did take out some time and try to rig a fat bear week competition, which is outrageous. Yeah. Someone really, they, I don't know how complicated this was. Um, Seems like installing just a simple... uh, very simple DDoS or CAPTCHA guard to yeah. this would have prevented it. But someone took the time to figure out how to spam well, 9,000 votes for Holly the Bear. How was this park uh, supposed to know that people were going to hack its completely made-up competition? They wouldn't. Why exactly. would anyone? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, democracy is under attack. Of course. Although you already knew this. This is, know, this this is, is the thing. Example. This is just like people trying to tear the country apart by, you know fighting online and Facebook battles and Twitter battles and stuff like that. The same thing is happening with our animals. They're trying to throw confusion into democracy, whether it's a presidential race or a bear competition. Can't even have a bear competition Mm -mm. without this country, uh, you know, splitting into groups that hate each other. 
Sad. Uh, but meanwhile, here's a little update on that fishing tournament that we covered recently, um, in which two competitors were found to have stuffed their prize catch with lead weights and store-bought fish, increasing the weight so much that spectators and fellow competitors were immediately calling bullshit even before someone took out a knife and cut open the fish to look for evidence of trickery. And this wasn't just cheating. It was technically an attempt at grand theft, considering the prize money was nearly $30,000. Hence why so many people shouted about calling the police in that video that made this story go viral. That amazing video that I love. Yeah. Just dudes being dudes. Well, here's a little update for you. Here's CNN. Two anglers accused of stuffing fish in an attempt to win thousands of dollars at an Ohio fishing tournament last month have been charged, authorities announced Wednesday. The would-be tournament winners, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, were indicted by a Cuyahoga County grand jury on one charge each of cheating, attempted grand theft, possessing criminal tools, and the unlawful ownership of wild animals, prosecutors said. Quote, I take all crime very seriously, and I believe what these two individuals attempted to do was not only dishonorable, but also criminal, Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael C. O'Malley said in a news release. Runyon and Kaminsky were disqualified from the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament after it was discovered their fish were stuffed with lead weights and fish fillets, a moment documented in several videos shared on social media. If they had been declared the winners of the event, they would have received nearly $29,000. As a prosecutor, this offends my legal sensibilities, but as a lifelong fisherman, this offends me to my core. Yeah, honestly. If a man can't enter a fishing tournament without worrying about every other competitor stuffing lead weights in his fish, well, what kind of country do we have left to live in? It's it's honestly sad that, you know, people have general anxiety all day throughout work and leisure and now they're at their recreational activities. You can't even you can't even not worry during your recreational activities. Can't vote for my favorite bear, can't go enter the fishing tournament without uh, feeling suspicious about everything. Mm-hmm. Our values are under attack. Anyway, it's unclear what the charge of uh, unlawful ownership of wild animals is about. Maybe there's more to this story yet to be revealed. Do they count the fish that they bought at the store? I don't know. Maybe they had a kinkajou in their cooler. They're going (laughs) to get them for, like, smuggling because it's like an out-of-state fish. Yeah, I don't know. But for now, authorities have confiscated Kaminsky's boat and boat trailer because they were used in the commission of crime. I mean, yeah. And these guys are looking at multiple felony charges that could land each of them in prison for up to four years. And considering that they won a total of more than $300,000 in 2021 alone in competitions that are all now highly suspect, uh, these cheaters are probably safer in prison than they are free, since every fisherman in Ohio and the surrounding area probably wants a piece of them. They'll never be able to trust a random dollar skipping down the sidewalk ever again. Their picture is up in every bait shop. That's true. Do Do not not serve. Do not (laughs) serve these men. No bait. Yeah. Yeah. The local bar down by the fishing spot where all the guys go after they're getting their catch. So, yeah. They, they open the door in there. Everyone's going to you can draw their weapon on them. These two have been labeled disaster baiters. Mr. Kaminsky, I'd like to gut you like a fish. I mean, it's it's a real problem. As shown and by these the guys, video. They, they were brazen. Like the, the reason they got caught was the judge looked at it and he's like, no, there's no way that fish weighs as much as it says it does. There's yeah. no way. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, those I've is, seen a lot of fish in my life. Luckily, that specific institution is in place and did catch yeah. cheaters. But speaking of cheating scandals, we somehow missed this. But last week, the folks at Adafruit, who design and sell electronic components for hobbyists and tinkerers, decided to put their expertise in custom electronics to the ultimate test by seeing if the hypothetical wirelessly, wirelessly controlled vibrating dildo allegedly stored in the anus of accused chess cheater Hans Niemann 
was in fact something that could be produced using off-the-shelf parts? And the short answer is obviously yes. Mm -hmm. Where there's a will, there's a way, especially when it comes to sex toys. And uh, it would cost you approximately $35 plus tax and shipping. So, a, you know, honestly, a cheap, a cheap way to cheat yeah. at the game. Uh, among the hundreds of products, uh, project guides on Autofruit's website, you can now find plans to build what they're calling the Cheek Mate. And the parts list includes a Wi-Fi dev board, a haptic motor controller, a vibrating mini motor disc, a battery, a charger, and a short four-pin cable, plus a soda bottle preform, which is basically what plastic bottles look like before they are injection molded. Yeah, it looks like a little test tube, but with a soda bottle cap. Yeah, perfect shape. No need to 3D print. We yeah. found uh, the right vessel for this project. Mm -hmm. So to our eyes, it seems like a pretty complicated project, but to anyone with electronics experience, it's probably pretty straightforward. They even include the software code in two different programming languages, which is very nice mm -hmm. of them. And how it works is simple. The CheekMate connects to a Wi-Fi network, ideally a nearby cell phone's mobile hotspot, and someone on a computer that's connected to the internet is able to type messages that are then translated to Morse code, which is transmitted via vibrations in the CheekMate. So in chess notation, uh, for example, uh, capital B, lowercase b, 5, meaning move the bishop to square b5 on the grid, would sound like this. Or rather, it would feel like this. Ooh! <laughs> Woo! Hans Niemann's having a little too much fun over there at I the table. I just love chess! Ooh! Have I got a move for you? I always wondered why he played so many games back to back. No. Oh. There is that... that Gaming he, is my passion. Hans Niemann, uh... Never going to have ass cancer. Yeah, he probably started uh, back in the day, the little force feedback things that you could attach to the Nintendo 64 commercial yeah, yeah, controllers. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. what if I sit on this? Mm -hmm. Feels pretty good. He also, I mean, just based on uh, the accusation, seems like someone that would be using the Game Genie the entire time he was playing. That's right. But we also have to remember that the we're, both, shark. we're also very old. This person is 19 and has probably never touched a Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Adafruit is, of course, a family-friendly company that markets a lot of its products to kids, so the CheekMate guide never actually addresses the very not-safe-for-work specifics of the Hans Niemann allegations, at least not directly. Uh, here's the introduction. Social media is abuzz lately over the prospect of cheating in tournament strategy games. Is it happening? How is that possible with officials watching? Could there be a hidden receiver somewhere? What can be done to rectify this? These are probing questions. We'll get to the bottom of this by making a simple one-way hidden communicator using Adafruit parts and the Adafruit I.O. service. Not for actual cheating, of course. That would be asinine. In brief, a stain on the sport. But to record for posterity whether this sort of backdoor intrusion is even plausible or just an internet myth. You know... Well done. I think this is funny and very cute for them to do, but this is just ripe for someone that follows QAnon to, even though on its face it's so blatant, they'd be like, you see, we were right all along. They're secretly marketing all this stuff for kids, but they're doing, doing it through sex talk. Even though the coded language is on purpose and blatant. Yeah, I don't think anyone who's into QAnon has the skill for reading subtext enough to even understand what that's going on. A lot, huh. of, a lot oh. of big words. Wow, new vibrating toy. Anyways. Nor do I think any of these people are spending much time on like electronic hobbyist websites where you're buying parts and assembling things from scratch. I'd be curious too about much the work. crossover between QAnon people and ham radio operators. 
Yeah. That's a little different, though. <laughs> that's something they got into when they were, like, 10 years old. When yeah, it's like being in an Xbox lobby and never leaving. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And now it's just you know, one of many ways they use to hold on to a past that is continually leaving them in the dust. Easy to identify, though. Anyway, later in the guide where they introduce the soda bottle preform, they share a bright red warning. Social media internet cops keep demanding that we warn people this doesn't have a flared base. We don't know what they're imagining people are going to do with this project. Anyway, they obviously had to test whether this project actually worked. So they went ahead and shoved the finished product into a butt. A raw pork butt, that is. And while the unit's fleshy surroundings uh, clearly did not impede the Wi-Fi signal, the biggest problem they found, and which you just saw, is the Sheikmate is very loud. <laughs> it also sounds a bit painful, considering where it's supposed to go. What was that? Or excessively pleasurable. Yeah. Uh, either way, someone's going to know what the hell, something's going on over here. Yeah. So yeah, they, their conclusion is that this specific device would probably be detected by others within earshot. But they do acknowledge that a more discreet device is certainly possible. Yeah, this is like so their first go. go at it. Yeah. Like, this is the Mark I. This, this, first of all, this technology already exists. It's been in pornos forever. The, the, the vibrating panties. You don't need to have it like up inside you. But second of all, um, yeah. I don't think that it needs to be running like full speed going blah. Just yeah. if you're actually just cheating and not using it for pleasure, then a simple tap would be just enough. Yeah, just turn the voltage down on that uh, that haptic feedback, and um, yeah. But the, I hadn't even considered that it was Morse code that they were using, but that obviously makes the most sense. Uh, would have been a completely different reality we'd be living in if the receivers of Morse code were using butt plugs when the Titanic was hit. Yeah. Instead of just earphones. A man in New York City and. Four o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. Ooh, something's happening out in the, the mid-Atlantic. <laughs> Thomas uh, Edison is <laughs> sending the first message to London. Oh! We did it. We're at war. Anyways, the theme of this episode is clearly dishonesty. We've got a fun little update for you on a recurring character whose dishonesty has just absolutely ruined the lives of countless Q-pilled Canadians. Uh-huh. Romana Didulo, who, despite being born in the Philippines, has managed to convince a whole lot of boomers that she is, in fact, the rightful queen of Canada. And by extension, Queen Romana's followers also believe that she is able to change Canada's laws as she pleases, and her royal decree abolishing utility bills has predictably led to many of her followers having their home utilities shut off. Uh, here's Vice with the latest on the QAnon Queen of Canada. The so-called Cunon Queen of Canada won't return an RV she rented for her convoy, despite the owners asking for it back after she voided the contract and cost them thousands of dollars. The group, led by self-anointed queen Romana Dedulo, isn't answering the owner's request to return the vehicle. During the spat, Dedulo also posted the couple's home phone number and information on Telegram for her tens of thousands of followers to see. And when she recently asked followers a vague question about what crime the couple should be charged with, many of her followers said it was treason. And that the punishment should be death. <laughs> Jesus. High treason deserves a milkshake, wrote one follower using the group's code word for execution. What's the what's the code word that people use with the, uh, the helicopter? Oh, helicopter rides. Yeah, that's a reference to uh, Pinochet. Pinochet. Yeah, throwing, Pinochet. throwing uh, leftists out of helicopters uh -huh. over the ocean to make them disappear. Yeah, real fun stuff. I do love that these uh, even these boomers uh, on Telegram are using like there's a whole new language. There's a whole new thing happening to uh, the English language because of TOS. 
Like, the way people on, like, Twitch and TikTok talk about, like, self-harm and suicide is always just so, like, jarring to yeah, me. Yeah, unaliving? Yeah. But, but, like, a grown, I, like, there's grown adults, like, professionals, PhD holders on TikTok who are like, so let's talk about unaliving. Yeah, like, I mean, what, it is, this is so it's, fucking weird. It, it is changing the way we converse. I mean, I do it with our, our tags and titles. Like, I just don't put those words. Even if we yeah. talk about it, I just talk, I talk around it. Yeah. Instead of saying Amazon se- selling suicide kids to teens, it's Amazon bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Amazon trying to unalive you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, this, is, this is the line I draw. Like, pronouns? Hell yeah. Whatever. Do what you want. Euphemistic language to I'm get around terms of service? Absolutely not. This is where mm-hmm. I draw the line. This is where I get off. <laughs> Literally, Charles Darwin's 1984. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, RVs are obviously central to spreading Queen Romana's uh, message, of course. For the past year or so, she's been spotted with a small group of followers in an RV convoy traveling throughout Canada, uh, stopping only to uh, feast on uh, plates of just broccoli. Sardines. Yeah, sardines and broccoli <laughs> or something like that. Something mm. completely insane. The, the breakfast of royalty. Uh-huh. One of the stops on this royal tour back in August was notable for Queen Romana's followers attempting to storm a police station and conduct citizens' arrests on local police officers, which predictably ended in a bunch of these people getting arrested by the people they came to arrest. See, if this is America, they'd all be dead. And So that's, that's the one... The they, silver lining. They could actually get away with more in Canada because... Uh, there aren't as many guns. All right, everyone's having a bit of a laugh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to arrest you now. You're being a little bit crazy. <sighs> this incident, along with the trucker convoy protests at the beginning of the year, were quite eye-opening because they seem to suggest that Canadians are somehow even more insane than Americans, which is unexpected. Not what I would have guessed. And but... unwelcomed. Please. But yeah, my uh, my opinion of Canadians has uh, has really... It evolved over the past. You year would or so. think that I'm sure she did at some point, but I didn't see enough of it to garner news stories. But that Queen Romana would have been all over the news regarding uh, uh, her ascension to the throne after Queen Elizabeth. I don't know. I'd put it fifty-fifty. She was either involved or um, told all her followers that the people behind the trucker convoy were actually Satanist aliens and uh, to not associate with them. I mean, I guess like in her mind. Uh, the the Queen Elizabeth, the one that died, was never the real queen anyway because she was right. the queen of Canada. Yeah, um, and now's her chance. It is. I mean, it's not funny. It's actually really sad. But uh, the longer that this goes on, the more posts of people losing their homes and having their power shut off and losing their cars pop up. Uh, there's one journalist that covers this beat specifically on Twitter. And like every week, there's uh, just a lot of posts uh, yeah. of people dealing with the uh, ramifications of following this lady's advice. Yeah, and from what I can tell... Um, it's not that any any of the people ever wake up from uh, they they never realize that what they believed was stupid. Uh, the, the the thing that ultimately makes them step away from all this is just getting accused out of nowhere of being like traitors or yeah. uh, you know agents of the enemy or something and getting kicked out. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, this, was all pretty fucking stupid. What was I thinking? I got bills to pay. Yeah, I got was... a lot of bills to pay. Quite a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. But back to that. RV convoy. So one of the RVs that the Queen used recently was rented, and not from a business, but from a couple who simply owns an RV and rents it out via Facebook because they're both shift workers and don't actually get to use the RV much. This couple, this very unlucky couple, Mike and Vicky LeBlanc, didn't notice anything out of the ordinary about the deal until after the agreement was made, when another RV decked out in Queen Romana decals showed up. No, no. Uh, So they went online to try and figure out what the hell that was about, 
and they discovered they had just rented out their RV to a cult. Uh, Vicky LeBlanc tells Vice, I just started kind of tracking how much traveling they were doing and realized this wasn't just, I'm going to drive to a campsite and have a little vacation and maybe tour this landmark or that landmark. It was a full-blown, we're going to drive all day, all night, hit as many places as we can, drive nonstop kind of tour. So things got really serious once the RV blew a tire and Dedulo told the LeBlancs that they would have to replace all six tires and that the LeBlancs would have to send them $2,700. The LeBlancs spoke to the mechanic who changed the tires and learned that the Colt had left behind several perfectly good tires and told Dedulo that she would have to cover the unnecessary repair costs. From the article, that didn't go over well with the Queen. She just started bashing us on their Telegram channel, said Vicky LeBlanc. So that's kind of where it kind of went all downhill. Dedulo took to Twitter to express her frustration with the owners of the RV. In one of several posts, she added the LeBlanc's personal information, including their phone number and email. It's a tactic that Dedulo frequently uses to incite a deluge of attacks from her followers, but that didn't seem to occur in this case. I panicked a little bit when I saw all our personal information posted, and I thought, oh god, but most of the responses that we've gotten have actually been really positive and encouraging, LeBlanc said. There's been very few people that have been angry and hateful. Most people are probably telling them that they're sorry they're dealing I'm with this. so sorry. And once this all blows over, we'll go get like a nice warm cup of tea. And, yeah. Yeah. But for now, Dedulo is apparently still sending the monthly payments as agreed. Uh, the LeBlancs have reached out to law enforcement and lawyers uh, preemptively about what to do in the not unlikely event that their RV is never returned or is returned in terrible condition from being driven nonstop across all of Canada for two months straight. The RV is due back in early November, so I guess we'll... See how that goes. But uh, moving on now to the next story in the special Oops All Dishonesty edition of <laughs> Weekly Weird News. It might seem almost unbelievable that grown adults would completely uproot their lives because some random woman on the internet claims she's the secret queen of Canada. But for every grifter, there's at least one very dumb person willing to take them completely at their word. And this is true across the world as shown in the following story out of Japan, as published in Kyoto News. Police are investigating whether a woman in central Japan was scammed into sending around 4.4 million yen, or $30,000, to a person who claimed to be a Russian astronaut working at the International Space Station and needing money to return to Earth to marry her. The 65-year-old woman in Shiga Prefecture became acquainted with the person on a social networking site in June before they communicated through the LINE messaging app. The person repeatedly told her they loved her and proposed marriage, the police said. The suspect then asked the woman for money as expenses for a rocket and its landing fees on Earth, said the police. The woman accepted the request and transferred money to a bank account specified by the person between August and September. The yeah. ladies down at the bridge hall are going to be so jealous when they see my new hubby. My astronaut husband. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the astronaut. Yeah. Uh, other reports say that the fake cosmonaut even claimed that their reason for not always responding quickly was that the ISS has poor cell phone reception. <laughs> we got Elon Musk's Starlink up, it, up here. It not very good, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the ISS, in truth, has no cell reception. It's in space. And even if astronauts had to cover their own transportation to and from the ISS, which they, of course, don't, it would cost a hell of a lot more than $30,000. This poor, stupid old woman fell for all of this, hook, line, and sinker, apparently just based on some space photos that the person posted on Instagram, and only contacted police once she'd sent money five separate times, and the cosmonaut just kept asking for more. If you don't give me my money, I'm going to come up there, and I'm going to get it back. How much money could it really cost? 
It keeps asking for more money. How much could a rocket so cost? So I did a little of my own research and I looked up how much it would cost to come back from the ISS. Apparently it's $50 million. It's going to take me a long time. Yeah. So this is probably the most extreme example ever of a trend in online scams that's been documented for years. Hopefully the Space Force is on top of this. Yeah. Uh, scammers intentionally coming off as extremely scammy because, you know, that ensures that only the most gullible victims are even going to bother responding. Like, this is ridiculous. It saves the scammers the time and effort of dealing with victims who come to their senses and back out before sending the money. Claiming... I'm an astronaut on the International Space Station, and I'm in love with you despite only ever communicating over IMs, and I need you to send me money to pay for my return trip to Earth so that I can marry you. It's going to sound like obvious bullshit to 99% of the population, but there is always that 1%. Yeah. If they'll believe that, they'll believe anything. No more dealing with these people who are going to come to their senses. I want someone who's... The, I want to find the dumbest person, the most credulous person on Earth. And that's why... How do you do that? You know, people like Kit Boga yeah. are doing a great service by I don't know keeping how... telemarketers on the line for He's a saint, eight, I... nine hours yeah, at a time. I don't know how he does that for like an entire day. I, I would saw lose one, my mind. I saw one where, because they have to get gift cards for the scam to work. Yeah. So on the phone, he claimed he was on like the cell phone or whatever with the scammer. And this was like five hours into the scam. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm getting in the car to go get the... Takes the scammer all the way, virtually, in the car with car noises, yeah. like door closing and shit like that. And then, like, does, gets a card and everything at the end, like, enters the info in wrong and, like, actually gives it to his own account and not the scammer's. That's, and the guy one. has a guy, complete yeah. fucking What meltdown. are you doing? What are you doing? No! <laughs> complete That meltdown. video is so good. Yeah, it's like... He's a saint. Yes. I don't know how the fuck he does it. But let's move on to a brand new character who in a lot of ways is just a gender-swapped version of another very popular character, Joe Exotic. And that is Trisha Denise Meyer, a.k.a. Mimi Erotic, who demonstrates yet again that anyone participating in the buying and selling of exotic animals, particularly big cats, is probably a huge piece of shit. Here's The Independent, who recently published a deep dive on Mimi Erotic. Move over, Joe Exotic, and make way for Mimi Erotic, the fugitive, false-eyelashed, lip-plumped, blonde animal dealer who's been weaving a path of destruction through man and beast alike for well over a decade. Her real name, and she goes by many aliases, is Trisha Denise Meyer, and she's currently on the run from the law after being charged with four counts in relation to the illegal transportation and sale of a jaguar. A jaguar. Mm -hmm. So Mimi Erotic is thusly named because in addition to buying and selling exotic animals, across the western U.S. for years. She, of course, has an OnlyFans, which is great news if you're into 40-year-olds who've gone completely overboard with butt and lip implants and also own tigers. If that's your fetish, do I have the OnlyFans for you? Yeah, well, it's a very specific fetish, and I'm sure she makes a lot of money doing it for that couple of guys. But yeah, posing for lewds, not a crime. What is a crime is illegally selling exotic animals. But this lady's path of destruction goes far beyond just that. Uh, this article is a very in-depth portrait of a truly garbage person. For example, Mimi Erotic routinely absolutely destroys homes that she rents very quickly after moving in, which is understandable considering all the animals that she lives with. Uh, here's an example. It was in 2010, in fact, that one unfortunate Texas landlord found himself dealing with Meyer's chaos and nearly losing his house. The now 52-year-old man, who asked to be identified only by his initials AP due to his federal job, had only recently got divorced when his past had only recently got divorced when his path crossed that of Meyer, who was a single mother in her 20s at the time. He allowed her to move into his rental home with her young children and what she described as a couple of dogs. And then four months goes by, she has never paid me $1 in rent, he tells the Independent, and I say, hey, listen, 
You're either going to get out or I'm going to legally evict you. And that's going to be that. Maya reacted, he says, by packing up not only her things, but his, stealing what he describes as up to $30,000 worth of tools from a storage unit on the property. He claims she destroyed personal items of his, such as baby photograph books, and even tried to burn down the property as she left in a U-Haul with her stash. The number of dogs in the house, he says, had ballooned to a shocking 104. How in the hell do you have 104 dogs all in my living room, he asks, relating an unbelievable story of his friend's response to the site when he accompanied AP to survey it. The friend, quote, came over to look at the property and the damage, and he goes, hey man, this is the strangest looking coffee table I've ever seen in my life, AP says. And I said, that's not a coffee table, that's dog shit. (laughs) Sounds pretty gross. That's a lot of dog shit. Um, Yeah, 104 dogs. 52 times the number of dogs I have. Yeah, that's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of shit. Especially as a renter. My God. Yeah, I mean, it would look like a table. But yeah, even when the animals that she's selling aren't illegal, Mimi has racked up such a bad reputation for deals gone bad that there is dedicated online complaints forums warning people not to trust her uh, based on transactions in which the purchased animals got sick and died immediately after changing hands or weren't at all what was originally advertised. And while having 104 dogs in one house is insane... Over the last decade, Mimi's tastes got a lot more exotic and a lot more absurd. From the article, it was in autumn 2016 that Meyer was found to have tigers, a skunk, a fox, and several monkeys wandering through her Houston home, where she also homeschooled her minor children. Officers had arrived to investigate claims that Meyer had scammed a California man trying to buy an exotic Savannah kitten. He wired $3,000 to an account in her daughter's name, but the cat never materialized. So a Texas game warden and officer with the Houston Police Department visited the Meyer residence to question her, only to find a menagerie roaming free that included a large male tiger, which Meyer admitted she only locked up when leaving the house. Well, you know, that way it's safe. You gotta understand, he doesn't like being locked up, and we try to keep him as happy as possible. Honestly, he helps me homeschool the kids a lot. You'd be surprised. After being charged with child endangerment and other charges, and having those tigers confiscated, Mimi was kicked out of the house she'd moved into less than a month earlier, with the landlord telling the Houston Chronicle, she only stayed there for three weeks before I found out. I don't know how someone can put that much damage in three weeks. (laughs) Meanwhile, despite this run-in with the law, Mimi Erotic continued ripping off clients, usually by selling them animals that were on the verge of death, but sometimes in ways that honestly don't make any sense. Like in one complaint post, which describes paying $6,500 for a Bengal cat, which was inside a black bag that the buyers weren't allowed to hold or touch until they handed over the money. Mimi immediately left. And here's what happened next. The cat started growling and not sounding like a cat at all. He was so violent inside the bag, I told my boyfriend, just set him down in the room and let him relax. After about 30 minutes, I told my boyfriend, he can't be in there all night. He needs to bond with us. Open up a can of the chicken she gave us she said he eats and unzip the blacked out carrier and let him come out on his own. 10 minutes later, he was out and about and being very weird. He looked slash walked like a wild animal and not the way she described in person at all. So, being curious as to what we have on our hands, my boyfriend, who's owned exotic pets since childhood, did some research. While he googled, I went digging through her Instagram for the first time that day. She posted the animal, stating it was from a zoo and a Jeffrey Leopard. We had a full-grown leopard in our hotel room. Well, it sounds like they got a deal. Yeah, you you wanted a house cat. Hey, I'll do you one better. Opening up the, the fast food bag and finding a couple of fries down on the bottom. That's just a bonus. What are you even complaining about? These people are also shitty. Like, I mean, 
if they're buying exotic pets from well, they breeders, they thought they were buying uh, like a Bengal cat is a is a domestic cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty five hundred dollars for a cat is insane. But, but they like, they readily admit like it is funny that like first of all, my boyfriend is an exotic animals yeah. expert. So doing what any expert of exotic animals would do, he went to Google. Google, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like what? I've read a lot of forum posts, so I consider myself a bit of an exotic animal expert. Yeah. Uh, so look. The Jeffrey's cat, it, it is a wild cat native to South America, which despite being about the same size and shape of a domestic cat, it's still definitely a wild cat that doesn't <laughs> like being around humans. So it attacked this couple who thought they were getting a fancy domestic cat, and the boyfriend got scratched and bitten a bunch during the entire hour that it took to wrangle the cat back into the bag. Oh, I thought he knew what he was doing. Well, I'm surprised that they even got it back in the bag. It was probably a struggle. Yeah. And the landlord was probably very upset in the aftermath. <laughs> They contacted Mimi to return the cat, but she said she'd already spent the money and that she'd just replace it with something more like what they were looking to buy. And then she blocked and ghosted the couple. <laughs> Anyways, Mimi Erotic's current fugitive status stems from the illegal April 2021 sale of a $30,000 endangered jaguar cub, which was eventually confiscated by authorities who traced the sales back to her. No one has heard from Mimi Erotic in a year and a half, but she's out there somewhere, probably up to some serious bullshit. Yeah. Probably being followed around by a Netflix document uh, documentary crew. Maybe, please. <laughs> we got the content, but was it worth it? Many Jaguars had to die. But yeah, everyone, like, this is like the biggest red flag. Someone who wants to own a wild cat. Yes. A person is crazy. I, I, I can assure you that uh, at least one of your local uh, animal shelters is more than happy to have you come down and provide you with an animal that you can lovingly take care of, hopefully. Yeah. And provide the, for. The whole point of cats and dogs is um, they look like wolves and jaguars, but they are uh, they won't kill you. Uh, they, They'll they, actually protect you. They, they, yeah. they. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, a human-sized version of the real thing. Yep. And you don't want the real thing. The real thing's dangerous. The real thing could potentially ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, in honor of Her Royal Highness, this episode is sponsored by Babbel. Mm. Uh, if you're like us, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school or not continuing to learn once school was out. But it's never too late to start with Babbel or pick up where you left off all those years ago. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, other language learning apps, they use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. And they're also voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com weird. That is babbel.com weird for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel. 
language for life. This episode is also sponsored by Honey. It's the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Look, it's fall now. I want to talk about the best purchase of the summer. And that is the amazing monocular. A monocular yeah. that neither of us would currently own if it weren't for Honey giving me that sweet discount that it found the first time I wanted to buy one. Yeah. And I have seen... So I have seen things I would have never seen before. I saw Jupiter. Exactly. It was hard. It's hard just freehanding it, but I did it. I and, saw it. Because it's convenient. Yeah. Thanks, honey. I'm happy that I can see things a lot better. Thanks, honey. Honey doesn't just work on desktop either. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Inflation, 10%? Well, I get 10% off everything because no, Honey's on my computer. No inflation over here. Uh, we would never recommend something we don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. And now for the headlines half of the show where mm -hmm. uh, the, the stories, the news stories, they, uh, they just tell... They tell the whole story right there at yeah, the top just of the page. It's so The convenient. people that work at newspapers and websites having a blast with some headlines. Uh, and, and you know what? The stories back it up. Yeah. Starting with, Kanye West tried to intimidate Adidas executives by showing them porn. And this isn't allegations. This is in a video that Kanye himself shared to YouTube this week. Yeah, like his own design, behind the scenes thing. Yeah, it's a weird video. I kind of skipped around through it. It opens with actually a pretty cool like five minute sequence. I believe he filmed this in... Shinjuku, but it's uh, it's like GTA. Like there's like I think a drone following him. It's third person Kanye, and he even got like the movements right. He's all very jerky, and he's like going from point A to point B. That was pretty cool. And then the rest of it Kanye is Kanye like, is an amazing artist. The rest of it's just weird, seemingly like hidden camera footage of him uh, meeting with people, and yeah, he he meets with these like old white Adidas executives and starts showing them porn and like threatening them. It's it's very strange. He's he not well. He was like, can you guys get me into Bahrain or whatever that place is called? And they were like, sir, no, it's way more hardcore than whatever you're showing us. Yeah, I feel like, like two, three years ago they would have let him in. But now they're like. One of my favorite pieces of content ever is still Conan trying to get into that place. They look at him like he's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> what is know. this thing? Bergheim is that it? Uh, but yeah, what an intimidation. Like what a what a it's a weird like you would read in a book kind of intimidation tactic yeah. for business. Be like. You know what you do if you really want people, executives, to respect you? It's like a book written in the 70s or something. You walk in there and you break every rule that HR has. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing this. And then, like, his little minion is in the back. He's like, what you're feeling right now is discomfort. And that's how Kanye feels when his ideas are stolen from him. Because his ideas are his babies. We got a kill screen coming up over here. Kanye's about to show off a kill screen. Yeah. Yep. I love that he has a little hype man with him. Of course he does. Just like Billy Mitchell. The man, I don't think he would be able to function just on a day-to-day -day basis without at least a couple minions uh, covering for him. It's like how Snoop Dogg has that guy on payroll that just rolls blunts. Yeah. Kanye just has a, like a hype guy, but for normal conversation. Yeah, just to explain what he's doing. This is Roger, my empath. He's going to tell you what you're <laughs> feeling when you hear this music. Yeah. And that way you can focus on my uh, what an artist I am. 
And it's true. He is an artist. He's also a fucking asshole. Yeah, but, he can uh, be both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a child abuser. Daycare worker apologizes after being fired for terrorizing children with a scream mask. <laughs> and there's video of it. And it's um, this oh. person. This person absolutely should not be working around children no, yeah. because it's a, not just like a boogie boogie. No, uh, a big part of working around small children or any children is um, being able to pick up on their social cues. Mm-hmm. And um, this woman in seemingly two separate times came into a daycare room with a Halloween mask on and the children are in absolute terror. Yeah. Like there is, it is, it's honestly hard to watch. And it, I'm, I assume if you have kids, it's even harder to watch. Like these kids are having a bad time. They're being traumatized, like live on camera. And this woman's just going around like, <laughs> boo. It's uh sounds yeah. like a Nathan Fielder sketch. Uh, no, Nathan would never, Nathan, Cares about children. That's why he put that kid in the soundproof coffin uh-huh. while uh, he filmed a porn yes. right outside of it. Perfect. Florida dads accused of shooting each other's daughters in a road rage incident. Yeah, that's a that's a local tradition out there. Shouldn't you be cleaning up the wreckage? Why are you guys getting into... Uh, I don't know what part of the state this was, but um, yeah, this is a great example. Like, we've all seen assholes on the road, but... The real shit happens when two of those assholes encounter each other. Mm -hmm. And it was like, these guys were, you know, just brake checking and like intimidating each other for miles. Like everyone around is like, I'm going to just get out of the way. Yeah. And um, they were like throwing trash at each other's cars. And then finally, one of them fired into the other's car. Didn't hit anything except for like the five-year-old in the backseat. And then the other guy pulls out his gun and fires into the other car and hits the other guy's like 14-year-old daughter in that backseat. Um, well done, guys. Great shit. An eye for an eye makes the whole state blind. Yeah, I mean, luck- luckily both kids are it was non-life-threatening. It was 9 mil. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, not a lot of stopping power. So yeah. it went through a window or a door and it didn't leave that much damage. But it's still just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you even getting into a road range incident in the first place when you are transporting children in your car? Like, of all the times... To be like, didn't not, they read the sign working. hanging in the rear view or the the rear window? Yeah, baby, baby on board. board. Uh, yeah, they did not. So yeah, these people should never be allowed to drive again. No. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Wanted fugitive arrested after applying for a job with sheriff's office. I mean, if I was a fugitive, why would I? Why would I be stupid enough to apply for a job with the sheriff's office? That'd be crazy. Obviously, that can't be me. Yeah, that would. That's a good cover. Yeah, and they were even uh, applying for a job in the specific department that, of course. that is uh, the outstanding warrants department. Well, they yeah, do a little trickery when you're in yeah, there. Yeah, maybe when I'm in there, just switching files around. Now Oof. for a lesson in trickery. Yeah, it, you know, if it had worked, would have been I think it would cool. have been deserved to but, expunge um, that record. Shockingly, when you apply for a job in law enforcement, they do a pretty thorough background check on you. And in this case, they... Simply type the person's name in, and they're like, they they have outstanding warrants. They uh, they have a bench warrant. They mm-hmm. got out on bail and then uh, ghosted the court. So um, okay, but okay, don't tell me was it for mm, domestic abuse? Because if it was, we can make an exception. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, bad when civilians do it, but it, we love it. Oh, he smoked a joint one time. Yeah, mm, sorry, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, unless you accidentally ate an entire plate of brownies and called nine one one and thought that you were dead. Yeah. Time is moving very, very slow. (laughs) I think we're dead. Alaska snow crab season canceled as officials investigate disappearance of an estimated 1 billion crabs. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, this might be the result of Obamacare, Joe Biden's economy, gun control. I was yeah. going to say gun control. Yeah. 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 One billion crabs um, seems like a lot. But do we really know how many crabs there are out in the world? And maybe they're just hiding. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe this is just something that crabs do every once in a while. Yeah. Like, you know, the uh, the tide came in, took them all away. They'll be back in the morning. Yeah, so it's uh, this is actually bad. There's people. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, it's not. It's not only bad for the future of the planet, but there's entire uh, the economy is yeah, based they, on it. There, there's yeah. people whose like entire annual income is from like eight weeks in the just choppy fucking ocean yeah. pulling these crabs up, and the the crab season is officially canceled. So they are shit out of luck. Um, and yeah, it's like they they don't know what happened. They're like best case scenario. Best case scenario is the crabs went further north to colder water and are still in fact alive they're like worst case scenario like you know they're just dead and this is it forever uh, and they're like on the verge of extinction so um yeah seafood prices going up thanks joe biden <laughs> oh good times um la mayoral candidate corrects moderator calling him white i'm italian yeah our our, our future mayor uh caruso rick caruso yeah he was um we, I, I don't like him, by the way. I'm just he saying. fucking sucks. Uh, he's he, just he's spending like a billion dollars and uh, he's, he's sucking all the air out of he, the entire. He thing. built the Glendale Galleria, and uh, now he's running on very vague promises to make homelessness uh, vanish. Poof. And yeah. most of his promises just involve like somehow making the federal government give the state of California like a trillion dollars, which I don't know. Well, we know about deal makers; they uh-huh. always make the best deals. But yeah, he's a. This was a you know L.A. A lot of our political debates are, are bilingual so this was on telemundo i think so the moderators they're like so rick caruso you are a white man he's like uh actually actually i'm italian that's that makes me latin and this question goes for the both of you the next mayor of los angeles will be either an african-american woman or a white man i'm italian italian-american <laughs> thank you that's latin thank you latin. <laughs> and the fucking the moderator this is Latin woman, she's just like, oh, you're Italian. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like, That's she's great. just like not having it at That's all. That's great. But like the fucking timing of this, this was like literally a day after uh, oh, the, the audio like, leak of the uh, like, LA City Council scandal. Uh, it's like, oh, you're just making light of I uh, do love race. her resignation too. Just like, and fuck you. Yeah. And no, I'm not apologizing. For the record, I did nothing wrong and yeah. I have nothing to apologize for. And yeah, for. I was doing backroom deals. That's how you get shit done. I hope I at least inspired a lot of young girls. Like she's that fucking bitch, Nuri Martinez, like up till the very last moment, just all about using, basically using girl power as like a shield. And this was like, even before this, anytime she was criticized for anything, she's like, well, you just don't like seeing a successful, powerful Latina woman. That's why you're a sexist and a racist. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you just fucking suck. And uh, yeah, even in the end, I did nothing wrong. This is simply an attack on a successful, powerful Latina woman. It was a crazy week in LA politics. Yeah, there's uh, st- some of these people still haven't resigned, and uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. But yeah, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Literally changed the 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 course of history for SoCal politics because a lot of these people were probably gonna have political power for the rest of their lives, like at least twenty or thirty more years. Yeah. And there's like a huge slate that's been cleared now for uh, a new generation of outsiders to step in. Like the fact that fucking Joe Biden. Like was like, by the way, hey, as president of the United States, I think the those members of the L.A. City Council should probably resign. It's just like, and then Jesus he and then he Christ. showed up here. 
Like Kevin De- later. Kevin DeLeon, who I think still hasn't resigned, like he almost took Diane Feinstein's Senate seat a couple elections ago. And like he would have held that forever, presumably. Mm-hmm. But now he's done. Can't even can't even get a job as dog catching. We're we're losing him. We're losing him. They, they, at least ten percent of the people watching the show don't live in LA. No, I think most of them do. <laughs> Roller coasters, basic clumsiness, are triggering the iPhone 14's automated crash detection. Yeah, like, people are getting a big on, problem. It's it's a specific theme park. I think it's King, it's like, Kings Island in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Uh, people are getting on specific rides there, and they're getting off, and they got like a million notifications on their phone. There's already paramedics at the, the ride. The 911's like, hello, hello. Yeah. No one's responding on this number. And it's uh, it's happened to people. Uh, well, it's a beta. It's happened to people like they're in their car and they actually drop their phone just like yeah. on the ground. It's like car crash detected. Uh, well, as odd as uh, I mean, I didn't crash, but I had the Apple Watch on when I went mountain biking, and uh, I was doing jumps and stuff, and it never hmm. called. I guess I wasn't going hard enough. I guess it's like, come on, you sissy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah that's needs... one of the reasons I like it because I am getting older. So if I do have a heart attack yeah. or if you fall off and my you bike, can't get up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. technically, I I am someone in their thirties who has a life alert. Yeah, so. But yeah, it, it also has done um, very good things. So once they fine tune it a bit, it'll be great because, uh, well, the most prominent uh, example was very unfortunate because I think most of the people died in the accident. But the first responders were able to find the car. And I think one person lived because Apple called when they got in the car accident. Oh. So uh, b- there's going to be a lot of this going forward. Uh, the false calls are one thing, but there's going to be a lot of... Uh, Things where people are uh, notified of emergency situations because of it. So, I don't know. Shocking video shows doctor removing 23 contact lenses from patient's eye who forgot to take them out. Whoops. Yeah, this video is disgusting. I'm not going to show it. No, I refuse to watch it. It is. uh, I mean, it's like, it's not gore, but... It's just gross. Like but that, you can feel it in your own face when you watch something. Yeah, I'm like, and it's, I get, they were all just sitting like on the top of her eye. And the woman, she's like kind of older woman. She's like, oh my gosh, how many are you finding up there? They're like, how many, two or three? She's like, there's still more. I've counted like 15 so far. Here's more, here's more. And like, they just keep coming. I'm like, I can understand maybe once or twice you're forgetful. But like, honestly, after getting these fucking lenses pulled out of your eyes, maybe you should go see a neurologist because that is... You seem to have a pretty serious forgetfulness problem, do you, lady. Do you think it felt good, though, like taking your socks off after a long day? I'm sure. Just the eyes? Oh, finally! I'm surprised she didn't get, like, a really bad infection or anything. I mean, that is uh, that is a testament to how sterile those contact lenses are. Yeah. When you've survived that long, your, your blood and saliva is basically antibacterial. Yeah. I mean, she must have been trying to do, like, a Spy Kids thing. <laughs> I lost my glasses. I figured just putting on more contact lenses yeah. would make the text bigger on the phone. You know, my niece, she sends me pictures of the kids. 15,000 Ukrainians decide to have a mass orgy if Russia deploys nuclear weapons. Um, and, uh, you know what? If you've, if you've got, what, T-minus 10 minutes and you're all in Kiev, the, the plan is basically this big park in the middle of Kiev. If the sirens go off, they're not going to cower in fear. They're not going to seek shelter. They're going to get naked and run into the park and just get in a big old sexy pile and die with a weird smile on their face. While I applaud them for their forward thinking and ability to uh, handle the stressful situation they're in, I do also find it just odd that we are currently living in a time where people are 
Oh, yeah, they completely seriously the anticipating the end of the world. Uh, to the point where they're planning what they're going to do with the last 10 minutes of their lives. Yeah. Um, thing is, I don't think it would be the end of the world, and I think Vladimir Putin knows that. I also uh, don't think that this would happen, because we've already seen the beta test for this, which was Hawaii, and there weren't any, like, reportings of, like, big orgies. There was, a, I believe it was This American Life had a segment recently about a guy who... Uh, in that Hawaiian false flag where he texted like a woman he used to date who hadn't seen him. Did like, he get her pregnant or something? No. Oh. He texted this woman he hadn't talked to in forever. They had like kind of a bad breakup and was just like, you know, I'm about to die. Like they say the nukes are about to drop. I just want to let you know, like, I thought you were the one. I really goofed. And then he's just sitting there and like an hour passes. He's like, fuck. <laughs> but then she responds. She's like, oh, uh, well, maybe we should try it again. And they did. And it didn't work hey, out. Good for but, that uh, guy. But well, yeah. sort of for a little bit. This is an interesting story. He's like, I obviously I never would have fucking sent that if I didn't think I was literally about to die. I feel like we did cover something. I don't know. Maybe I'm making things up because we've done so many episodes over the years. But I feel like we covered something where like nine months after that happened, there was an increase in childbirth. Yeah, I imagine mm. so. So maybe not during the scare, but probably right after. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who can tell? Who can tell? <laughs> yeah. And final headline, teenage thief allegedly steals and eats world's hottest gummy bear, immediately suffers consequences. <laughs> Just let nature take its course. We don't need to go tracking down yeah. the thief. This little teen thief, it was like some uh, some sort of like pharmacy soda fountain type place. Yeah. Uh, and they had, you know, it's world's hottest gummy bear. They have like one on display on the counter because not something people are buying all that often. And, like, they, they see this kid come in, nothing really going on. He comes back, like, 15 minutes later and is, like, covered in sweat. He's like, I need water, I need milk, something. He's, like, puking on the floor. And uh, they're like, that was fucking weird. And they notice that they're the world's highest gummy bear <laughs> is, just, is gone. They're like, it's uh, so funny. Just, interesting. Did they let him get away with it? Yeah, that doesn't sound like there was any, like, police The consequences involved. were yeah. just in that situation. Like, what, the, what the fuck are you doing, kid? It's like uh, at, at BevMo, they always have those... Uh, like, I can't remember the exact name, but like Pocky One Chip Challenge. Yeah. Uh, things, they have, they have them like right there at like child level. And it's like, they should make enough of those to where it's okay that kids steal them and learn a lesson. That I like that. Yeah. Put, just put it there like, you know, in somewhere you're never looking. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. Well, I hope no one takes those. Yeah. And then just kids are crying constantly. You should constantly. put decoy Carolina Reaper candy just at child level just to teach them a lesson. Speaking of uh, teaching kids lessons, uh, videos that were viral this week. Did you see the, I can't remember which country it was, but it was like, this is how they teach children in such and such country how not to take candy from strangers. And it's like in a school and they like, this guy comes up and is like, hey, and like puts a candy bar out and the kid grabs it. And he just literally grabs him and runs out of the, uh, the room. And like all the kids start crying. And then the guy comes back like 10 minutes later with a candy bar. And he's like, anybody want this? And they're like, no, please, God, no. See, that's traumatizing. But unlike the scary mask one, there's a lesson involved. <laughs> yeah. No lesson with the scary mask. Yeah. That's just, it's just sadistic. But this one, there's a lesson. And those kids will think twice about taking free candy for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Even when it's perfectly safe to do so. Do you also get the movies Scream and Scary Movie confused in your head after so long? Because mm, I mean, they do. I have get them mixed up all the one, time. One is a satire of the other. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always thinking that scenes exist in one, but not the other, and I'm wrong. Well, what are you get, do? You're getting older. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode. Uh, if you haven't watched our previous one, where we talked about Alex Jones, who owes one billion dollars to his uh, victims, 
pour one out. R.I.P. Bozo. <laughs> Pack watch. Uh, we also talked talked about Donald Trump using the biggest brain business strategy he's ever used before. It's it's honestly breathtaking. Trump too. Yeah. Yeah. Trump, too. And before that, we talked about uh, the latest goings on with Elon Musk and Kanye West and Nathan Fielder and Vladimir Putin and Ghislaine Maxwell as well. It's a real, real uh, lot going on. It was a, stuff. a busy week. It was. Uh, enjoy the episode and we will see you soon. Bye bye. Bye.